Have you ever gotten to the end of your day only to realize that the only thing you've had to drink since seven o'clock in the morning was your first cup of coffee, cup of hot tea, or first glass of water? Or have you ever considered holding off on drinking water so that you can avoid having to head to the restroom for the next few hours? Or have you ever carried a water bottle with you all day only to realize that you never got around to even taking a sip? This is Nina Ellison. As leaders this week, we're going to be looking into how we can increase our effectiveness and the effectiveness of those we work with through the small steps taken that build our resilience in the midst of the hard work that we're engaged in. There's no doubt in my mind that advancing the soft skills of a resilient leader impacts the difference we make in people's lives. The concept this week comes from the fourth framework from Bonnie St. John, as she looks at increasing our body's fuel efficiency as a step in micro-resilience. And while there are, are so many perspectives that we could discuss regarding our body's fuel, I'm gonna to focus today on the idea of increasing your fuel efficiency in the way you approach drinking water. Research tells us that our brain is made up of 70% water and the rest of the body is made up of somewhere between 60 and 65%. Knowing this fact, you can see how water plays a key role in how most of our body systems function. Just a couple minutes ago, I shared three things that have been a part of my own life experience and not drinking enough water. You know, this idea of realizing at the end of the day, I haven't had enough to drink or holding off because I really don't wanna fiddle with going to the bathroom for the next few hours or, or even taking water with me and, that, and not stopping to drink it. And so even though I know that not drinking enough water, especially for prolonged periods of time, can create health problems as a result of dehydration, Knowledge is not enough. Applied knowledge and informed strategy is involved in actually following through and staying hydrated. You know, in times when I've had a, a very heavy workload or I've been traveling, here are the top five symptoms that I've experienced that, that could have easily been due to dehydration, but I passed them off as something else because they weren't severe enough that I felt like I needed to do something about them right then in the, busy, in the busyness of my day. And I have to admit, I'm not particularly thrilled and definitely not proud to share these. The first symptom I've experienced in the past, and, and perhaps you have too, have, is a dry mouth and, and often the sensation of being thirsty or, or even hungry, even, even after just eating some source of protein, but without drinking anything. And, and by the way, if you're thirsty, you're already mildly dehydrated. Thirst is considered one of the main symptoms of dehydration. Second is generalized body aches or, or muscle cramps. The performance of your muscles decrease as the blood flow to your muscles that you're trying to use is reduced due to dehydration. A third symptom is dry skin. It, it seems more prone to irritation. And during these days, I think about it as, as you're wearing face masks. It, do you find that they're irritating your skin, that you're getting rashes? A fourth one for me was uh, a decreased ability to focus well, even during my high energy times when I hadn't had enough to drink. And the last one is this 
this awareness that I was having multiple non-specific coughs and colds and, and knowing that being dehydrated can suppress my body's immune system. Okay, so I know that this micro-resilience focus is different from the first three that I shared. You know, for the, the past three weeks, I've been talking about the micro steps that you can take while you're in the midst of intense work. And your decision in these first three, three frameworks have, have encouraged you to learn more about how to use your brain to manage micro moments of things like decision fatigue or getting hijacked by your emotions or choosing to crowd out negative thoughts. This week, the difference is that the strategy is gonna take some planning before you choose to make that micro change that will impact your resilience in the workplace. Because in addition to using your brain to plan ahead, you will also need the element of water. And an, another key reason why this micro change looks so different is due to the experience that we're having in the midst of a global pandemic. How do you stay hydrated in a crisis? I wanna share with you, I'm not an expert in how much water each person should drink. And I know there are many variables to take into account and there's no one answer. So the purpose of this time is not to try to convince you of what amount of water is best for you, but rather to affirm that staying hydrated increases your body's effectiveness. I can remember coming into an office one day and seeing a woman with a gallon jug of water. And I said, wow, that's, that's a lot of water there. And she says, oh, I drink at least one, sometimes two a day. And I said, oh, that's, is that what works for you? And um, she says, I think so. But again, there was still the question of not being sure how much water she should drink. So this is something for you to think of as an individual and ask questions of those that you know are experts in what works for you. The question today is just for you to ask yourself, when and why should I drink water? Before the current crisis began, this podcast topic would have been easy with two main points. Number one, determine how much water you need to drink, and number two, plan for how you're gonna have access to water throughout your day and then drink it. But now in the midst of a pandemic and, and with our work environment moving into a, a whole new phase of, of the way we view things, this idea of how you plan to have access to water may need to be adjusted to consider how you're gonna stay hydrated while, while wearing a mask or for some you know, adding in gloves and a gown. How are you gonna stay hydrated if it's not appropriate to keep a bottle of water with you in your work environment? So let me ask, do you, do you have influence as a leader within a work environment where you work specific blocks of time? In a recent conversation with the safety manager of an international organization, I learned of their strategy to continue regular timed breaks with the opportunity for each employee to wash their hands, move to a break room designed for social distancing and have a safe place to remove their mask and have something to drink and eat. The difference in this situation is where the breaks have always been a part of this culture is that human safety is now at the foreground, indirectly supporting something as simple as staying hydrated. Perhaps you have influence as a leader within the healthcare environment with those who, who must wear full PPE, personal protective equipment. 
Last month in a study of 158 healthcare workers in Singapore that were experiencing PPE headaches from wearing this equipment an average of six hours a day amid COVID-19, it was noted that inadequate hydration was one of the possible contributing factors. As you listen to this podcast, perhaps you're one who has an influence as a leader of those who, who work outside directly under the sun. Multiple research studies have shown that at just 1% dehydration, workers begin experiencing decreased cognitive abilities, reduced concentration and alertness, and slower reaction time. Or perhaps your leadership is with those who are working from home in a corporate environment, going from meeting to meeting with no time in between. And even now, you may be working from home, but there is still no rehydration time with the way your calls are set up back to back. During COVID, we have come face to face with the immutable truth that human safety is critical to our economic well-being. As leaders who have influence, every, every kind of work environment should offer regular breaks and have access to drinking water during the day. In fact, breaks at work are, are a necessity, not a luxury. And as we think about what we are learning from this global crisis, COVID-19 is making us take a deeper look at how we define human safety in the workplace. And that includes staying hydrated. I know there's a lot of work that has gone on in the past on how we stay safe in the workplace, but I, I know also that during COVID-19, we've taken a deeper look at some particular topics. Uh, prior to this crisis, there were times when coming to work, even when you were not really feeling that well or, or working through breaks was seen as somewhat of a norm. Um, how does this fit in with the human safety that's needed today with those who are working? You know, this idea of working long hours has been present for years and in many countries around our globe. So this, this concept of a long working hour culture is not new and has often been recognized as a sign of loyalty or a sign of commitment. But how does this fit in with the definitions that are emerging as a result of this pandemic? Today, while my focus is on the strategies for rehydration during a time of crisis, this idea of human safety comes to the foreground and, and is a question every leader should be contemplating. Are you ready to define what human safety means to you? Do you know what those around you define as human safety? There are many ideas on what the basic needs every human should have available to be their best selves. And water is probably the most essential nutrient that a person needs. The topic today takes this critical need that you and I have for hydration and moves it into the discussion on microresilience. What works for you? How, to assure, how do you assure that you have access to water? If you're at work, when do you remove your mask, your gown, your gloves so that you can drink? How are you encouraging others to stay hydrated? I don't have the specific answer for you, but I can encourage you, if you haven't already, make a plan. Determine what you need to increase your fuel efficiency. Just as we are pivoting to assertively make sure that no one comes to work ill, this is a moment in time to recall that we already know about taking the time for a break. And I'm speaking to myself as much as anyone. 
the purpose in this micro moment in resilience is to find what works best for you. How can you plan ahead for each day so that you are drinking enough water to be at your best, to think at your best, to respond at your best? And then how can you influence those around you? <laughs>